Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. My name is Barry Morgan, and on this podcast, you will hear from people within the EMSB community and beyond, people who work very hard to make this board the choice of thousands of families. You'll hear from various experts and from other people who will share their inspiring experiences with the EMSB. In this podcast, you will hear from assistive, accessible technology consultants for the EMSB, Andrea Prupis and Olivia Colalilo. And we begin with Andrea explaining what an assistive, accessible technology consultant does. Okay, so Olivia and I um, coordinate and integrate um, new assistive technologies, which are technologies that um, support students um, for literacy, numeracy, um, anything involving integration into the curriculum, um, uh, into our elementary and high school classrooms. Um, And we work with teachers and students um, one-on-one to be able to integrate these tools into the classroom. How long have you been doing this, Andrea? Um, I've been doing it for about 20 years. Olivia, how about you? Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. So you're 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 learning from Andrea, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm learning from her too. I have to say, I'm very lucky. I'm sure. I'm sure. Olivia, can you tell us uh, why and how you got into this field? Um, well, I was teaching for a couple of years, but I've always been interested in technology and how you know we can supplement teaching and um, just make everything more accessible to the students. So uh, I had recently done. Um, a master's in educational psychology, so I was a bit more interested in the special needs populations we have, and this job fits my interest perfectly. Uh, it's hard for me to wrap my head around what it is you guys do. So maybe, like, if you can give an example, Andrea. Like, sure. I don't know if there is such a thing as a, a typical day. Yeah. Um, but sort of kind of run us through what you do. <laughs> well, a typical day where uh, I think Olivia and I are running uh, very much between um, schools, which is fantastic. Um, where I think we're both in agreement that we, we really love our jobs. We're very lucky. We get to work with teachers and with students, um, you know, every day in the classrooms. Um, so what we do is we have a number of literacy support tools and numeracy support tools, um, also communication support tools. Um, we work with a wide variety of assistive technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will go and meet with teachers um, to work with them to show them how to integrate these tools into the classroom. Uh, sometimes we model um, these tools in the classroom for students um, and for teachers. And we often work one-to-one to integrate these tools um, you know, into the classroom specifically for students. So we'll meet one-on-one, we'll, um, you know, look at each individual learning profile for the student, um, and then we'll make sure that it, the technology is a good match for them. Wow, I mean, you literally go, Olivia, student to student? I mean, that's obviously sounds very time-consuming, but hey, that's what it's all about, right? Right, for sure. I mean, what we're trying to do also is workshops for, workshops for students, because there are some tools that um, kind of go under the universal design for learning in the sense that, it might help one student, but it might help another student in another aspect. So we'll also try to do some group sessions, try to get as many people um, informed about the technology as we can. So Olivia, can you give me an example of a piece of technology or hardware that you find has helped students uh, over the course of uh, how long you've been doing this um, and, and really what you've witnessed? Um, so one example I can tell you about is uh, Google Read and Write, which we're using a lot this year. So it's a tool that works uh, in the Google browser, Google Chrome, and it'll help students with reading and writing. Uh, so in the sense that a kid can be browsing online, and as he's reading, the tool integrates into his internet experience to help him 
uh, hear the text instead of read it with his eyes. He can hear it with his ears um, or look up a definition really quickly. Um, there's some tools to help them with writing. Uh, and I've seen students just, I mean, their eyes like widen when they see that this is possible. Well, my eyes are pretty wide right now. I know you can't see me, but take my word for it. Um, how does it work, Andrea? I mean, I wish they had this stuff when I was a kid. Um, well, we have a lot of tools now that are what we call cloud-based. So they're not specifically on one computer. They're on the web. Um, so students can actually access them on any computer, um, whether it's home or at school. Mm -hmm. So we have a, um, a, a large emphasis, I would say, on, on making sure that the tools are available all the time for students. Um, so, you know, occasionally we'll work with parents as well. Um, and we want to make sure that the student is fully supported at home and at school. Um, so essentially, you know, we, we make, want to make sure also that the tool is used well and that the students understand strategies for using that tool as well. So that they have the ability to use it independently. Mm -hmm. um, that they can use it at home they if they want to. They can use it at home. That we want them to be autonomous with the tool and we want them to be able to advocate for themselves with the tool as well. To say, this is how I learn and this is how I learn best and these are the tools that I need to be okay. able to learn. EMSB Podcast. My name is Barry Morgan with uh, guests this week, Andrea Prupas and Olivia Colalilo. They are accessible technologists technology consultants for the English Montreal School Board. Uh, Olivia, what, you deal with all kinds of students, I guess? Yeah, so um, we're dealing with I mean, the range of needs and just the student backgrounds, ages, I mean, K to secondary five. Uh, and it could be, you know, some support tools that are very low support. So maybe the students just need some tools to help them with organizing uh, their day-to-day -day or a bit more high-tech, so in terms of helping them actually just communicate. What's like, what's like a high-tech kind of example, Andrew? Um, one of the high-tech examples or tools that we use quite often is something called augmentative communication devices. Augmentative communication devices, okay. And that's for students who are nonverbal, um, who can communicate potentially with some technology. So we have students um, in our schools who are very successful with some of our new communication technologies on, for example, tablets such okay. as iPads. Yeah. Um, that's what we would consider some of our higher-tech and more specialized um, tools. And uh, Olivia and I work to integrate those tools um, into the classroom, but also specifically one-to-one -one with students. And those are the types of tools that, um, those are truly assistive in that we really follow up very, very closely with those students, and there is a lot of follow-up that's needed. What kind of results are you seeing? Uh, we're seeing just amazing, I think, results, um, which is so, as Olivia mentioned, it's so amazing to see um, students who are successful with technology because there's just such huge advances um, in the field, and it's very nice to be able to bring those research-based um, tools specifically to students and to see their successes. So. Going to mention, going to get from Andrea and Olivia in just a few moments, uh, the information where to point you in terms of mm -hmm. you know where you can get this kind of information uh, for yourself, for your children. Olivia, can you maybe give me an example, without naming any names, of course, of kids or anything like that, but you know, of a day you had where you saw, man, what a difference I made in this kid's life. I mean that that's a very good day. I mean that must make you that must make you feel really really terrific, Olivia. Oh, for sure. 
Andrea, I'm sure you have examples too. Um, yeah, I have, I have a lot of examples, but one that I like to share is that, you know, for students that we're working with who are nonverbal, when they finally are able to make choices and um, just communicate not only just their needs, but, you know, everything in their environment that they, they might need to communicate, um, that's really powerful. You know, when they say, I want something, or I need something, or I... I see something or I think something is really funny um, as an example I think that's really powerful because um, these are students who you know can are you know can be very successful with the use of technology and we're so happy to be able to to provide them with that ability so you deal with kids who are say typical kids and kids who have special needs for instance so you're really working with uh, literally with a whole uh, literal spectrum of children it's a huge range um, I'd say our range is um, it's our the applications technology is as Olivia mentioned it's universal in nature so that we um, you know we work with students who have a very wide range of abilities from students with learning disabilities to students with a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder mm -hmm. um, to students who just need um, a little bit of extra support in the classroom so it's a very wide range so say ASD uh, kids with an autism spectrum disorder what kind of tools what kind of technology do you find has been helpful beneficial for kids um, it's it's very hard to I guess to to state um, a specific technology that is good for a particular um, maybe in broader terms but in broader yeah. terms sure yeah. um, you know we found that you know tools to create social stories um, for students with ASD have been very powerful so um, the technology for students with ASD has really been I think incredible in the area of creating visuals so visuals um, social supports have been really excellent for that student population um, also communication tools have been really key but I think the power of technology for students with ASD is really um, is really in the way that it makes um, learning very visual um, for students, um, which is really what's been, um, you know, it's, it's a very evidence-based technique. Right, right. When you speak to kids, Olivia, I'm sure you find there are some instances where I just can't do this or I'm too intimidated, I just can't handle the technology. How do you get past Unless maybe a lot of kids these days, it seems like they're just born with the ability. Uh, but I guess, uh, I'm sure with many, that's not the case. Yeah. Okay, how so, you figure? Um, well, I mean, just in the sense that they're able to access something that they weren't able to before. So again, with the instance of the student who um, wasn't able to read, I mean, the fact that, oh, wow, now the computer can actually read the text to me. He's more engaged in the lesson. It, it's, it's accessible to him. Um, and it's just a motivator just to have that. I mean, before it wasn't, wasn't able to follow along with the lessons, whereas now he's able to keep up with his peers. Andrea, if I'm not mistaken, you've set up a website uh, that parents can access. Um, is this specifically, uh, this is a general website? Yes, or? this is for everybody. So it's for our community, so for teachers, for parents, uh, for professionals, teachers, every, anyone who wants to access it. So what would so the address be? So it would be, be? at-emsb.org. at-emsb.org. Oh, that's pretty... Uh, dot org, yeah. Straight, <laughs> straightforward. Uh, but I'll repeat it just for the sake. at-slash or hyphen 
emsb.org. Chock full of information. Like, what would somebody find there for? Yeah, we have um, Olivia and I have posted um, quite a bit of, of resources for uh, for our community there. So we have all of the tools that we have available at EMSB um, for our students. We have backup videos. We have um, all kinds of research, um, all kinds of just how tos um, in terms of um, you know how to if it's a specific software or a specific tool or app. Um, we have instructions, um, visual instructions on how to use them. Um, we also have links for, for parents um, in, in the different areas. Um, and we also have um, some great resources that Olivia has actually compiled um, on you know, apps, extensions, software um, that, we, you know, that students could potentially use in the area of assistive technology. And let's face it, for a lot of people, perhaps like me, uh, although I like to think most people are more technologically inclined than I am, it can be very overwhelming. So having this kind of a resource in one easy to find spot is really terrific. I'll give you the website again, at-emsb. Dot org. Uh, Olivia, as I'm sure you know very, very well, I don't have to tell you how much kids love video games, and I think you even made reference to that a few moments ago. What if a kid, you know, you figure, well, this kid really loves video games, and they think they can make a career of it. Well, it's obviously one thing to play video games. It's another thing to actually think that perhaps you can make a living out of that. What kind of advice or suggestions would you have for, say, a teenage kid, boy or girl, who says, you know what, I'd really love to get into production somehow of video games, just get into the, in the industry somehow? What would you suggest? Uh, I don't have much experience in that area, but I mean, I do know I've read some research in the area of uh, coding, and there's actually a lot of websites that are making initiatives uh, to make coding gamified, so in a way that kids can start learning coding in a way that's more visual and accessible to them. Uh, they can start there and see if they actually do enjoy it, and it, it kind of builds up for them to teach them uh, the coding language, and it's in that direction to see if they really do like the design behind it and not just playing the video game. Okay. But like I said, I haven't really experienced that too much, but it seems uh, like a hot topic. Oh, no, well, full disclosure, my 14-year-old son <laughs> Kind of likes video games a little bit, if you know what I mean. Uh, Andrea, how about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities for students nowadays, um, just in terms of technology in general, and because technology is very, um, just the use of technology is very, very creative. And I think um, we're using technology for a specific purpose, for assistive purposes, but there's so many opportunities um, for students who are inclined to, you know, to do coding, uh, robotics, STEAM initiatives. So. There's a lot out there, and a lot has become much more accessible. So as Olivia mentioned, um, coding, I know of several coding initiatives that are now fully accessible, geared towards students who might need um, adaptations, mm -hmm. um, but who are you know, 100% successful um, in these areas with the right support. I was going to say it's the way of the future, but it's really the present. I mean, that's, that's, fair, that's painfully obvious to somebody like me who, again, is not that technologically inclined, unless something you know, really specific like dialing a phone on a cell phone. That I could handle. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to more complex stuff, it, it is a little bit more intimidating, but they, the kids, let's face it, are growing up with this right in front of them, so it's like, it, it seems like it's inborn somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we always say to teachers, you know, you don't... Sometimes I think the tech can be overwhelming. Sometimes, um, you know, for uh, I think just in general. Um, but we try to just tell teachers, you know, we're not. You don't have to be an expert. Um, it's the learning first that's really important. The pedagogy, that aspect, that's really important. And then you can always learn a tech tool afterwards. But what's important is how to apply this in the classroom. And for students, we tell them what's important is that you know the strategies to you know how you learn and you know how you work best. And that's what's most important. And then you can learn any tool you like. It must amaze as we wrap up here. By the way, Olivia, it occurs to me that you know without the tools that you and Andrea and others like you use. I can just imagine how uh, 
how much further advanced a lot of kids are these days because of the technology that you use on a daily basis. For sure, it's just giving them access to things they didn't have access to before. Um, the technology is allowing them to engage with, um, let's say, with text uh, or with content that before they weren't able to. Uh, so yeah, it's really great. And then, I mean, it's just to the point that it's available for free on a lot of smartphones now too. So for some people who worry that, oh, they'll only have this and become dependent in school, it's to the point that it's everywhere. Computers have these features integrated into them. Um, a lot of iPad, app, iPhone, smartphone devices do too. Andrea, last word from you, perhaps a last piece of advice or suggestion for parents and or students? Um, I think just to be, uh, for both parents and students, to be both just a very good advocate for your child and also for students to be good advocates for yourself. And that's what I think Olivia and I emphasize all the time in that um, I think it's important to know what works best and what works best for you as a student and what works best for your child if you're a parent. Um, and just that, that going forward is really important for the future. Um, assistive technologies change um, you know, as, we, as we move forward, but I think understanding how you learn and understanding how your child learns is really, really important. Um, so I think advocacy is really key. Andrea Prupis, Olivia Kolalilo, very hardworking and <laughs> devoted assistive accessible technology consultants for the English Montreal School Board. Thank you both very, very much. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this installment of the English Montreal School Board podcast. I'm Barry Morgan. And don't forget, for all the latest news and information, follow the EMSB on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at EnglishMTL.